What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. And every week we talk to Simon Creek from HHG Legal Group and today we're going to be chatting about uh, this issue regarding uh, Facebook with um, Facebook could face a fresh legal action to defend its record uh, on scammers with the consumer watchdog revealing its investigation into Facebook's parent company Meta uh, was in its very advanced stages and joining me on the line today is Simon Creek. Good afternoon Simon, nice to talk to you again. Good afternoon, Mike. We've got a nice clear line there. Sounds really good. Good, good. Excellent. Yeah. Now, Simon, um, just on this issue with Facebook, they could face fresh legal action to defend its record on scammers. We we had a couple of callers earlier about uh, some people that were very close to being scammed. They were pretty quick off the mark in contacting their bank through purchasing or potential purchase on social media. Can I just uh, be good to get your thoughts on, has Facebook breached any laws in failing to stop criminals using fake advertisements? Well, it's a big question, and it's going to be decided in both California, Western Australia, and the eastern states of Australia, because the ACCC has kicked off proceedings in the federal court against uh, Facebook, alleging, among other things, uh, false, misleading, deceptive conduct by publishing scam ads. And uh, Andrew Forrest, our very own Twiggy, Mm. has also kicked off proceedings against Facebook in California and in WA, effectively, on the one hand, alleging similar complaints to that of the ACCC, but also uh, alleging in Western Australia that Facebook has breached federal money laundering laws by failing to stop the ads. And this really is going to be a battle of the titans. Uh, If ever Australian uh, litigants were able to take on Facebook, it would be the combined forces of Mm. Twiggy Forest and the ACCC. So I think Facebook here is going to have to really handle things carefully. And it's simple arguments so far, this is simply what's being alleged in broad terms in responding court documents so far, is that um, people accept their terms by having a Facebook account. And Mm. in the past, that type of argument with many apps and uh, platforms has worked, but tech's changed, society's changed, and we can have a look at the difference between what's being brought before the courts in two countries now by Australians, and what happened in 2013 when the ACCC took on Google and the High Court made a decision there. Mm, fascinating. I mean, it does put then the responsibility back on the consumer, right? So it sees us say, well, almost buyer beware. That's what Facebook is saying. Mm. But in essence, uh, what both Mr Forrest and the ACCC are alleging in very, very firm terms is that the difference between Google and Facebook, the difference between the High Court's decision in 2013 and what's being alleged now is that Google was simply a billboard. It was simply and only responding uh, to a user's request for information. And there was probably no doubt in a reasonable person's mind that the sponsored ads were made by the uh, advertiser and Google was just a platform. Mm, Facebook now, particularly with new tech, is 
able to go much further, and it's alleged they have gone much further because they don't just act as a billboard, they match users with ads based on their technology. Yeah, okay. Simon, I'll put you on hold there. 98.5, this is Weekdays with Mike. Joining me on the line today is regular guest Simon Creek from HHG Legal Group. And we're chatting about this issue regarding that Facebook could face fresh legal action to defend its record on scammers. Uh, Simon, you just mentioned a little while ago that there's been a lot change since 2013. So what is different now um, compared to 2013 regarding breaching any laws? What happened in 2013 is the ACCC took Google all the way to the High Court on the issue effectively of misleading deceptive conduct Mm -hmm. and associated causes of action, as we lawyers call them. They lost. They went down resoundingly, and Google uh, won that one pretty much because they were able to show that they, at that point, were no more than a very big billboard upon which different companies could post ads Mm. and the reasonable user could see that and would see very clearly it was an advertiser posting whatever it might be as opposed to Google. So if we step forward to 2022 and we distinguish Facebook from Google, first of all, um, we see a whole pile of changes. And this is why I think it's a great topic for today and for listeners to get their heads around because now the technology can far more severely I guess, deceive, uh, potentially, the average user. And I've got to be careful here. I need to put a honking big disclaimer on what Mm, I say here because mm. these cases are all before the courts. They haven't been decided. And lawyers have to be very careful that they don't Mm. predict an outcome. So I'm not doing that. But I think it's important to flesh out the arguments on both sides. And what Facebook is saying here is that they've pretty much got a black and white defence because... On the one hand, uh, the ACCC knows that all users accept their terms and conditions, and those terms and conditions say, hey, we're not responsible for ads. Mm. And they're also saying to Andrew Forrest, with his separate court action, that he has a Facebook account, and therefore he's agreed to the company's terms and conditions. I find that a bit tenuous, but mm-hmm. nonetheless. The other big change is that effectively... Um, usage of Facebook and all online platforms has skyrocketed during COVID and the amount of Australians that have actually fallen prey mm-hmm. to scams of, it, of any number, and we can drill down into that later, mm. has gone through the roof. <clears throat> Australians have lost tens and tens of millions of dollars to scammers and uh, the difference between Facebook and Google is effectively that Facebook today has the technology to match a user's um, usage of its site with potentially misleading advertisements. And that conduct, it's argued, could lead users into error. So both the ACCC and Andrew Forrester are are using that particular argument. And they're really saying, look, Google was back in 2013 and maybe still today, just a message board in a town square, Mm -hmm. a very big one. Mm -hmm. Today, Facebook uh, is a far more sophisticated and far more intertwined type of technology and is aware that the advertisements that they are posting and matching users to are scams. And uh, I think the Andrew Forrest side to this is 
really interesting because he is specifically alleging that his personal reputation as not just one of Australia's billionaires, uh, but also an international figure, has been badly damaged. So there's a very personal side to what Facebook now have to deal with, and that didn't exist back in 2013 with Google. Interesting, Simon. So I'm going to put you back on hold. We'll come back and there's a fair bit more to chat about with this regarding this particular uh, chat today. Simon, you just mentioned about uh, that Facebook have the the technology now to um, identify potential uh, criminals and potential fake and, and scams. So with that in mind, I guess the question then, you know, should digital platforms need to take greater responsibility uh, for the content that they are making available, even to the point of uh, taking them down if they if they know that they are scams? Yes, again, this is going to be a huge question for both courts in California and uh, Western Australia to deal with. Um, the combined ACCC and Andrew Forrest's answer to your question is they're just not doing anywhere near enough. Um, but it's particularly the ACCC, their particular action, that, that says they haven't done enough to get rid of scammers from the platform. And it's important to know that the ACCC have a very advanced investigation into whether or not uh, in the past Facebook and others have taken down scams when they knew they were scams. And uh, they've reminded, I suppose, the reader in their press releases and um, their court documents that ultimately the essence of consumer law is that you shouldn't mislead consumers. Mm. And I think it's an exceptionally valid point and one that we need to take note of. It's all very well for any major platform to say, look, buyer beware, um, read our terms and conditions before accepting them and use your common sense. But we have a society that's made up, as we all know, of a vast spread of individuals, some of whom aren't sophisticated, educated, and, and not tech savvy. Mm-hmm. And these things come across as truth. Andrew Forrest goes further and says, look, they're breaching, Facebook's breaching anti-money laundering laws by failing to stop criminals using fake ads uh, featuring celebrities like himself to scam Australians. And that's a very separate argument. Mm. He's effectively saying that Facebook, apart from the criminal scammers, have made a fortune out of uh, these ads remaining online. So... Either way you look at it, both the ACCC and Andrew Forrest are saying that these large digital platforms aren't doing enough to take down scams when they know they are scams. So with Andrew Forrest, is that the whole, um, when we're talking about his particular case, is that about the whole endorsement thing? It is. Okay. It's quite funny. As I'm sitting here talking to you, Mike, um, and I'm looking at different articles uh, involving the Andrew Forrest story, the ads that are popping up left, right and centre are all about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the very essence of Andrew Forrest's complaint in that Facebook have hosted and continue to host ads which make it look like he's endorsing these uh, scam cryptocurrency um, advertisers and when you click on them, as I have, mm. and have a look how far it goes, it, it is entirely 
misleading. It makes mm. it exceptionally clear that Andrew Forrest is endorsing this crypto, wow. has made billions out of it, and so you should as well. Mm. Very interesting. Simon, I'll put you back on hold. Simon, I just wonder how many people may have been scammed from a digital platform and then and then just don't worry about reporting it for a whole bunch of reasons, particularly over the last two years where we've been working from home a lot and we've been home through this COVID period. Yes, uh, two great questions there. Uh, I suppose the first is really has the risk um, accelerated, increased mm. during COVID? The answer seems to be on uh, data that absolutely, because um, we've been at home and we've been online so much more. Um, so when various organisations have looked at this question, they've found, and the UK is a great example because mm-hmm. I guess they hit the worst of COVID much before, much mm-hmm. earlier than we did. Yeah, true. And during their big lockdown, um, UK adults ended up spending over four hours online each seven days a week. So that is an enormous increase. I mean, in the case of Zoom alone, it was a 2,000% increase of usage. So in that sense, Mm. uh, look, that alone, I think, accentuates the need for us all to pay attention to what the big online platforms are doing because we are actually using them so much more. Mm. Uh, Your second question is where we see the pointy end of the damage. How many people have been scammed in Australia from a digital platform? And look, whether they report it or not, I think we can assume many won't, and therefore the figures I'm about to rattle off are on the the low side. So the ACCC, and just by the way, I should have mentioned earlier, for those that don't know, that is the Australian Competition and Consumer Mm -hmm. Commission. Um, in June last year, they found that Australians lost $851 million to financial scams online in 2020 alone. Wow. So that's wow. pretty big. It's a lot of money, isn't it? Eight, eight, um, $850 million in in a 12-month period. Correct. Yes. Goodness. So factor into that, as you've rightly noted, that mm-hmm. many people won't have reported for yep. a number of reasons, including embarrassment. Um, mm. If we break it down, $328 million was lost to investment scams, and that's why Andrew Forrest is so upset, yep. and I don't blame him. His name is purportedly, uh, allegedly, being used to run these massive cryptocurrency scams. Mm-hmm. Uh, $131 million went down to romance scams, and I find that. I mean, we can, we can laugh about it. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't yeah. because, let's face it, these are vulnerable people yep. looking for companionship mm. and all the rest. And I just find this very sad. Gosh, yeah. But then there's also $128 million lost to, uh, lost to businesses with the whole e- email compromise payment redirection scams. Mm, okay. So big questions, big answers. And my primary recommendation to listeners is that they get familiar with Scamwatch, one word, Scamwatch. Mm-hmm. It's the primary government website where Australians report scams and can get up-to-date figures on, you know, what's going on out there. Um, they, though, uh, well, the ACCC, and I, look, I can't verify this, but the ACCC ran a Roy Morgan scam survey in 2019, and they think that only 13% of all scam victims are reporting to Scamwatch. 
So combine wow. that with wow. that with wow. that big figure, mm, you know, it's possible this is a multi-billion-dollar problem for Australia alone. So a lot of food for thought for us there. Um, it's why I think it's great that we're spending time on this topic today. It's not just about big business and government suing big business. It's literally about everyday Aussies losing a lot of money, money they cannot afford to lose, being taken advantage of, and what role, if any. I can't prejudge the outcome and I can't prejudge these digital platforms. Uh, But what role might the big platforms be playing in these huge losses? Well, $850 million and, the, and a small percentage have been reported. So if you, th- if you just think, of, you think about the average person, maybe that's spending less than $100 and they, they get scammed, they think, oh, look, you know, it's less than 100 bucks. You, we sort of potentially write it off and don't worry about reporting it. That could be, uh, I think, you know. Yep, that's a big problem. In fact, they've tried to break that down. This is um, an Aviva fraud report in the UK mm. back in July 2020. And they've broken down the reasons people don't report financial scams. 41% didn't know who to report it to. I think that's, yep, I can see that. Wow. 36% didn't bother because they didn't think it would be investigated. 25% couldn't be bothered. I can absolutely understand that. Yep. And 9% thought it was legitimate at the time, even if they didn't go ahead and act on it. Lots of reasons why mm, people mm. either fall for this yeah. or don't report it when they suspect it's a scam. Interesting statistic, Simon. I'll get you to hold for one more uh, one more song. We'll come back and wrap things up. Simon, I'm still a bit mind-boggling with those figures, $850 million, and, and you're suggesting some of these statistics that they only about, they think only about 13% of people report a scam. Yeah, look, the $851 million is a, an Aussie figure. Mm. The 13% is a UK figure, but you know, mm. if it's if it's like that in the UK, it's probably similar here. That's the sort of you know link yeah. I would make. The, yeah, the, um, the other in, problem. Yeah, the other interesting statistic you just mentioned a little bit earlier was that a high percentage of people don't know what to do or where to report it. What would be your message today if people have been scammed? What should we be doing, particularly on social media? I think that. Um, the, the term scam watch should be as memorised and as imprinted <laughs> on our minds as, I don't know, other strong brands yeah. like Facebook. Yeah. Uh, we, we really need to just go, right, is this a scam? Scam watch. Now, mm. that's if you're reporting a scam, but uh, it, there are other links on that page to, to other options. Just very briefly, uh, your bank, whenever there's anything to do with bank accounts, do you know, coincidentally, I had two today and they were obvious ones because uh, I don't bank with those banks. But hmm. and we have massive spam filters and other things at HSG Legal Group. They still got through. Wow. Um, but contact your bank because they are really worried about this and they, I think, are doing a reasonable job of trying to stamp out banking scams. The scams go from social security and child support through to MyGov scams, financial and investment scams, as we've touched on in detail, um, fraud and theft. Image-based abuse is a big one, and the Office of the eSafety Commissioner is very important there. There is an eSafety Commissioner, and they're uh, quite well-funded. They're fairly new. They really want to get to the bottom of this problem. Mm. 
uh, and the list goes on. I mean, the ATO have its own uh, has its own tax related scams set up. But what I'd say above all else is get back to the basics, particularly now that uh, we're being told in Australia that because of the um, Ukraine-Russia war, mm. Australia is being hacked and attacked in terms of cyber like never before. Get back to basics and please don't just assume your computer or device hasn't been hacked or infected with malware. Um, there are so many people using devices outside of businesses who provide security. You need to buy your own. You need to get up-to-date security software, be running virus checks most days, if not every day. You need to be changing your online passwords very regularly. Set up two-factor authentication. And if you don't know what I mean by that, I say this very kindly and very gently, if you don't know what I mean by that, then that in of itself is evidence you need to upgrade yep. your cybersecurity. Mm. Um, finally, I'd simply say identity theft. This is a big problem, a growing problem. And another term to remember, ID care. One word, ID as in identification, yeah. ID care. It's a free government funded service which will develop a specific response to your situation if you feel like you've been the victim of identity fraud. Mm. So there we are, lots of advice there. Yeah. And um, people are welcome to flick me an email uh, or, or uh, 98.5 and we can just you know, flick over a table of all of those different um, organisations oh, and their contact details. No mm. problem there. But look, at the end of the day, we cannot trust what we're seeing uh, online. We, I think, learnt some time ago we can't believe everything we see in the news or on TV. Mm. Now we've got a much bigger problem. Whatever you look at online, look, just ask yourself, is this a scam? Yeah. Simon, great chat today once again, and it's, a, it's really good information. And uh, But we are out of time. I've got to go and uh, I've got to go change my password. <laughs> good man, mate. Good on you, Simon. My guest on the line today, regularly, Simon Creek from HHG Legal Group. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia, or visit the website 98five.com.